0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Empowerment with Elizabeth. Today, I am here with my sweet new friend, Olivia, and she is going to talk to us about being a stand-up comedian. So I am so excited to have her. Um, so Olivia, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Oh my God, I'm a comedian. I live in Toronto. I'm dying to know
0: how the- no, you're in Texas? I'm actually in Mississippi, which is even more crazy, or I know.
1: Random. Random. <laughs>
0: So okay, so I know about you because my favorite podcast is Celebrity Memoir Book Club. Um, I don't know if you've heard about them, but it's Claire and Ashley, and they're in the the comedy scene. And so they were talking about you know how big of a deal Just for Laughs is JFL as the kids call it. I hear. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, I want a good you know comedian who's in the industry, has been doing it. Um, so I like went on went online searched up who was on jfl and you were one of the ones that came up and i was like well let's just reach out and see so that is like the backwards way that i found out about you so i'm so excited that you're here
1: (laughs) cool that's so uh, yeah it's it's interesting to know where i exist in the ether and like how people can just find you
0: Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So I want you to kind of give us a background about, you know, how you got started in comedy. You know, what was your intro? I'm sure you had, you know, a comedian that you were like, oh, my gosh, like how fun. I'd love to be like them. So kind of talk to us about who were your inspirations going into comedy and how did you get introduced to it?
1: So I... It actually it is kind of like a woman's empowerment moment the the way I became a comic and found out about comedy because like I knew about stand up but I guess it is one of those things where it just didn't occur to me that that's something I could do until I saw like when Amy Schumer started popping off in like 2014 2015 whatever year that was Um, and I was like oh like I mean I had seen women who weren't my demo but I'm like oh seeing like a blonde fun slut uh just talk about that experience kind of was unheard of at the time and I was just obsessed with her like I was enamored by it all and yeah I uh I started I I I started like reading about like what how do you write stand-up and then I started realizing that like tv writing was a job and like I had no idea at this point I was I think I was 21 and which is like I was halfway through university I had no idea what I wanted to do I went to university for something and then the more that I did it the more I realized I didn't want to do that um like which is journalism and I'm like oh I just and then I realized I'm like oh I just want to be on tv (laughs) like I'm like I want like I want to be a news anchor and they're like okay well you have to be a journalist first I'm like okay I guess fine (laughs) and I realized I'm like oh I can just um be on tv for not news that sounds cool so yeah, then I um I just I started getting obsessed. I started listening to like every podcast about comedy, and like that that is a really valuable way. If anyone is looking to start comedy, listen to comedians' podcasts because that's how I learned what you're supposed to do. What I learned that just like you go out every night, you do do open mics, you start a show, you you learn about you know just like you'll hear older comedy. It's very valuable intel you'll get from comedians of like how to conduct yourself, you know, how to have like a decorum within. Like, one thing, for example, that I remember hearing early that I have adopted is, like, it's, if you're in a new comic, you're not going to be, like, the funniest person. Also, the only thing you can really impress people with is, like, just be a good hang. Like, work hard and be a good hang. So that's just one thing I'd like to recycle a tidbit I'm re-sharing to the world that really went in an opposite direction of your question, but... I think I answered your question.
0: You're so good, and I feel like another part that is kind of like puzzling to people who are g- wanting to get started in the industry, whether it be in comedy. I'm a dancer, so um, you know I know this I from dance. That you're a dancer. Yes. Yeah. So I, and I'm, I'm in the industry too. And so I know that like from the dance too, too, getting an agent is a huge part of it. So go talk to us about, you know, how you went about going about getting an agent. How did you find one? Um, you know, cause it is, I mean, once you get an agent that really does, I feel like really help you kickstart your career in a bunch of different ways. So how do you go about getting an agent, um, from the com- from the comedy standpoint?
1: I got really lucky. I got scooped up because here's the thing is comedy in Canada doesn't really require an agency because it's so small scale. Like I book most of my gigs by myself and comedy gigs pay so little in this country that like it would be so not worth it for some like sometimes my agency will book me on like a comedy club that I could just book myself on but again because it's so small it's like I'm better off just doing it myself and rather than like having them do that and then take a cut I just put it right in my calendar so basically all I'm saying is you don't need an agent for comedy you need an agent for acting which is how comedians support themselves they'll do commercials do whatever they can act in so I I had um there was a an agent who ran a comedy show, he doesn't run it anymore. It's called The Rivoli. And I think he used it as an opportunity to like scout talent basically for his agency. And he scooped me up when I was literally eight months into comedy. Like I got really lucky because he's like, I think you would be a good actor. I think you're, you're kind of like, you have something that I'm lacking on my roster currently. So yeah, I mean, I don't really even know what advice to give people. I got really lucky. And then by the time I wasn't, Uh, you know, was ready to change agencies. I had enough clout and credits to just pick another one. Um, But yeah, I I wish I could give good advice. I mean, I guess just be immediately talented and gorgeous and then things will fall in line.
0: I feel like that's like everybody's answer with the agency thing is like, I just kind of like fell into it and like lucked out. Like I know like with dancers, like they're like, I randomly made a friend at a dance class and they had an agency and we're working with a choreographer. And so then they introduced me to that person, like kind of similar idea, you know, you just kind of were right place, right time. And I feel like that's yeah. a lot of making it in the industry to begin with, for better or worse. So um, I mean, yeah, I love that. That that's honest, you know, it's true. Good <laughs> luck. Yeah, to- and I mean,
1: networking is such like a dirty word because it kind of like perverts the idea that you could be having just like honest conversations with people without like an ulterior motive. <laughs> but I mean, anytime I just like go to comedy bar to hang out, I like, I joke around. I'm like, I'm just here. I'm just here to network. I'm just here to network because we're all, comics, we're all friends. But literally if I go and I just hang out at comedy bar, even if I'm not booked, there's a good chance I'll get thrown up on a show and there's a good chance I'll have enough, I'll have a few conversations that be like, oh, I need to have you on my show. And then, you know, so yeah, I guess it's just like about putting yourself out there also as much as possible is Mm -hmm. the best advice. Like, I mean, and if you are passionate about something, you'll want to do it as much as possible you'll be in the spaces you know you'll want to communicate with people about it and like talk about your passion with other people who are similarly impassioned and did you know that I used to be a dancer I still identify as a dancer
0: oh my gosh wait what styles
1: I also was wondering I'm like is there some sort of like reverse engineering way because my I was a competitive like a ballet jazz acro I feel like we're the similar but um So I'm obsessed with dance. So it's my entire explore page is dance. So I was like, I was like trying to figure out if that's where we got connected.
0: No, that one's just by luck.
1: A dancer or what are you in school? Like what is, how
0: old are you? I'm 24. I'm both. How old are you? (laughs) I cheer for the UFL, which is like the minor leagues for the NFL. So um, that's how I'm a professional dancer. And then I'm getting my masters too. So I'm all over the place, but and then yeah, like, I like do pageants that. on the side. And so that's like my introduction to podcasting, which is how I met you. So <laughs> I want to know this next question is like me selfishly asking you because I also don't understand comedy. So I want you to explain how you go about preparing for like a stand up show. Like I'm sure there's so much prep. I know you have to like try out jokes. I've heard. Ashley and Claire talk about it on the podcast briefly. So, like kind of walk us through how you would prep for a new um show and lineup, I guess, is what I'm wondering.
1: Yeah, you know, I think this is like such a common like inquiry that people have about it. Be like, do you write it the day of? Like, what is the, you know, and it's we it's one thing that's interesting about stand-up, and I'm gonna get to your question, but I'm going to backpedal with like, sorry, I'm going to start a few paces behind. It's okay. <laughs> like doing stand-up is practicing stand-up. Like you're always like trying new jokes, but you're cushioning them with old jokes that you know work. So you're simultaneously doing a bunch of things Like you're, you're not going to like write an entire new act and then do that that night because you have no idea if those jokes are tried and tested because something that you say in your bedroom. I mean, maybe if you're like, 20 years into comedy and you know your voice so well that you're like, I know this will work, but still you could be wrong. Mm-hmm. So, the, only the audience can tell you if you're right. And like, it's like, okay, I've done this joke like literally 500 times. It will work. I'll put that joke first. Um, okay. And then I will use that as a cushion to try some new stuff in between. But uh, sorry, that does answer the question. Yeah. But what I was going to say was that um, I think stand-up is so interesting because it's the only art form that you have to – like, when you do an art form, you can practice, fail in private, and then when you're ready, you think you're good enough, you can show it to the world once you're done. And once you think it's, like, a fine – but it's, like, you have to – the first time you ever try stand-up is public. Every Your practicing is public, so you just have to be bad and bomb for so long. Wow until you're okay and then you still bomb i mean i'm so resilient to rejection now which <laughs> is, which is great honestly it's um but yeah sorry, to answer your question like there there will be certain occasions where you'll tailor material you know what i mean there's events that you have to be cleaner there's events that are like um billed as sex positivity so then you'll do all those sex jokes that women are regularly discouraged from doing um and then yeah, I think in general, like I, 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 it depends on who you are and what your goal is. But for me, I really only find satisfaction in doing comedy if I'm trying new stuff all the time. It's the only way to make it feel fresh and alive. So I need to always be doing something. Like even some people argue, like, oh no, not on this show. You shouldn't do anything new. But I'm like, but then I will have no life, and I won't deliver the the set will feel stale. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather do one new joke that isn't that tight, that doesn't have all the tags, that isn't ready, but it it will act as a vehicle to carry the rest of the shit I'm tired of saying.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It makes it fun for you, which I mean, is the equivalent of somebody like being like, I really, I I hate this. I hate the, uh, the, the income that I get from this job, but I like it way more than, you know, working this other job that pays more. So I love that you're still like, you know, like, I want to make it fresh. I don't care if it, like, shouldn't be, if that's, like, not what I'm supposed to be doing for this specific set. This is, like, what makes it fun for me. And so... Um, and I mean,
1: maybe I'm wrong. I'm open to being wrong about that. Like I'm a famously stubborn person. I'm a Taurus, like I'm a true blue. Thank you
0: so much for coming on and, you know, sharing with us about comedy and standup and what that looks like. You know, I am like a five-year-old, I feel like when it comes to what I know about stand-up comedy. So I appreciate you kind of walking us through it and giving us ins and outs of the industry and just a little background about you.
1: Totally. Thank you so much for having me on. This was really fun. It was very nice to meet you.
0: Oh my gosh, YouTube, thank you so much and I will see the rest of you guys on our next episode. Bye y'all!